1: From CBS News, this is The Takeout with Major Garrett. Welcome to your Tuesday Takeout Outtake Especial. I'm Major Garrett. Our special guest this week has been Daniel Mulhall, who is he, the Irish ambassador of the United States. So, Mr. Ambassador, we play kind of a game here on The Takeout Outtake Especial on Tuesdays. Uh, We ask three threshold questions of each and every one of our guests, and they go as follows. You can take them in any order you prefer. Uh, The most influential book in your life, uh, your all time favorite movie or one of your favorite movies, and if you 're on a long flight maybe back to Ireland or a long drive about around somewhere in the United States, what kind of music artist or genre are you most
2: likely to now, listen to i i um, I discovered something about myself recently uh, driving around America and listening to um satellite radio yes. I discovered that I really like yacht rock. I didn't even know there was yacht rock. It was a, it was a complete surprise to me. Yes. I just I saw it coming up on the screen. I said, oh, I'll have a see- listen to what it is." And of course, it's, yacht rock. Yeah, yacht rock. Yes. And there are yacht rock stations. Yes. Yacht rock. yeah, uh, Ysht. And there are yacht rock stations on all of the um, the platforms. I think. And it's basically Steely Dan. That's right. And Michael awesome. McDonald and yes. the Doobie Brothers, Doobie Brothers yes. in Chicago and so on. You so can't go wrong of with Steely Dan, it's kind of music You me. cannot and, go wrong. And, and, and what I remember is that when I came to America first in 1974, I had a little pocket radio, which I carried with me. We with all a little, did. A little headphone. We all did, because that was the way you did it. And the thing that was really exciting about coming to America was FM radio. Yes. Because in those days in Ireland, we had one station. And it right. played about an hour of pop music a week. right? Mm-hmm. So we were a star for pop music and we loved it. Uh, so I remember listening endlessly. And, and that year was the year when Ricky Don't Lose That Number mm-hmm. was a big hit. Or Steely Dan. And I remember I listening to it. I could still sing it, but I won't because it would definitely <laughs> close down your station. <clears throat> so that's my, my musical choice. Of course, also... I mean, I mean, I, I grew up loving the Beatles and Bob Dylan, and I of still, in particular, I, I, I still love Bob Dylan's work. I mean, I, I have all of his stuff. Impossible I not. Play to. It, I play it all the time, and it's kind of, it's kind of the soundtrack of my life in a way because I've kind of followed him. I mean, I, I've only seen him a few times, but I, I'm not one for you know being obsessive and going to a, every concert. But I do, if, if ever he's around, I would go and see him, and, and uh, I also like listening to his music. So that's that. That's the um, book. That's the book. Now, um, I, I mean, I, I think. The the you know the film will surprise you because it surprises everyone, and it, it surprises me as well. But uh, for, for for particular reason, I, I I mean I love the Indiana Jones series. Ah, very good. I just think it's it's magnificent because it's kind of you know it's it's got mystery and it's got adventure, you know, tremendous adventure, and all the people in they glamorous. They don't make movies like they used to. <laughs> is that right? Yes. Thank you, Mr. President. <laughs> what a thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, but but but, uh, but I do remember. I I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark in particular um, my first ever drive-in it was actually in Australia believe it or not it was in Australia in the whatever it was just shortly after it came out and I went to a drive-in cinema in Australia and watched Raiders of the Lost Ark and I was just fascinated by the whole thing and I've been a been a fan of that series ever since do you think uh, they hold up uh, the sequels? well I think the last one one did yes you know know, I I mean the the two in the middle I didn't I I wasn't, wasn't wild about but but certainly, the last one is, I think, is magnificent. No it's, doubt, it's one, it's one. of the great movies, I think, of its genre. So we've got um,
1: music and film. Uh, book, most influential book. In your well,
2: mind. I mean, um, I'd have to say James Joyce's Ulysses because yes. I have been. Um, I mean, <laughs> believe it or not, again, I first bought it in the United States yeah. in Kansas City in 1974 and read the first few chapters and then dropped it. it took me years. As most people did. It took me years to go back to it. Now I'm actually, I'm actually doing a blog. And about I'm it? doing it chapter by chapter. And well, I've, my got aim on is to, I've got to get on that. Yeah, it's on my... You can find it on my Twitter account, at Dan Hall. And um, the blog is an effort to... I'm not the ultimate Joyce expert. I can't say that. But I am someone who's spent 40 years travelling around the world talking about Irish literature and history. Yes. And therefore, I have a certain kind of uh, ex- track record of explaining Ulysses and Joyce to people from other parts of the world. So I feel that that's maybe something that I should um pr- pursue so my aim is to to finish the blog by sometime next year and then to publish it as a book in 2021 Fantastic. in advance of the centenary Centennial. of the novel's publication it was published in february 1922 so i'm i'm, I'm aiming to have a book and ready on you i often urge this the
1: audience to do this and i'm going to do this uh, with this topic uh, go read a little bit about this book uh, it was controversial at its time it was banned uh, in parts of the United States, all the United States for a period all of time. All the United States until 1932. Yes. For the first uh, 10 years it was banned. And uh, the most avid listeners of, and viewers of this program will remember a mention I made of Ulysses. Uh, I made a project of reading it. Uh, it took me six months to read it. And I've said this before, Mr. Ambassador, I'd like your evaluation. It's either the greatest piece of literature in human history, or the greatest practical joke in literature in human history,
2: I think it's both. Actually, I, I think it. I think it is a great, one of the great pieces of literature, certainly. But there is a kind of a there is a kind of a humor running through it, and, 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 and a kind is, of wagging of a finger at yes, literary conventions. Yes, he is intentionally. Yes, he belligerently. Is, he, he is taking us to task, and he is having fun. At our expense. And and, um, I mean, the chapter I particularly like is the Cyclops chapter where he he depicts a one eyed Irish nationalist. Now, I mean, I I am an Irish nationalist. Obviously, I wouldn't be working for the Irish government (laughs) if I wasn't. But I still appreciate the way he pokes fun at a certain strain of nationalism that was there in the early 20th century and might be Mm. recurring again in certain parts of the world. I fear. Um, And it's a brilliant, um, you know, put down of this sort of um, narrow, narrowly focused view of the world. And I think Joyce is a great pluralist. I mean, he essentially the book is an argument in favor of tolerance and pluralism. Otherwise, why would he have chosen for his three main characters? a man with a Greek name, Stephen yes. Dedalus. a woman born in Gibraltar, and a, and a Hungarian Jew yes. in Leopold Bloom. So he purposely chose outsiders. And that's because if you look at the last three words of the book, most people think it's, yes, I will, I will, yes. It's not. The last three words are Paris, Zurich, Trieste. It means he was making the point that he wrote that book in three European cities... And he wrote it between 1916 and 1921. In other words, during and after the First World War. At that time, the greatest conflict, the the most violent and bloodiest conflict in world history. And I think. And the one that provoked the most profound sense of what is civilization, what is humanity. And provoked a total transformation in the way we look at literature and, you know... And try to, work, and to reconcile know, ourselves on. to barbarism, to modern yeah. barbarism. Yeah, and, 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 and I think, I think uh, Joyce is... I mean, when he says, for example, um, he, he one of the characters asks Bloom, what is your nation, Mr. Bloom? And Bloom says, Ireland, I was born here, Ireland. In other words, you don't have to be seed-breeding generation going back a thousand years into the soil of a country. If you were born in the country, or I think if, if you moved to that country... You can be part of that country, and that was joyce 's view because of course he was an exile from Ireland, he spent all of his life around europe so that 's why I really value um, joyce 's work. I also of course am a, an enthusiast for Irish poetry yes and I'm you sure. may know that um, my Twitter account uh, at Dan hall i tweet a daily Irish poetry quote. Yes. And I get great feedback on this and it's proven to me that Twitter is not just made up of people who are angry and want to be be venomous. There are a lot of people out there who are living lives of quiet satisfaction Mm -hmm. and they're enjoying their lives and they're enjoying... Taking sending photographs of their dog or their morning walk on Twitter, and that's a that's a that's a valid way of using Twitter, just as much as and engaging in political uh, conflict. Few is. things
1: will enhance your life more than a daily bit of Irish poetry.
2: Well, I try. I've been doing it for five years now, and I get great feedback. And uh, and you'll never me, run out. No, I mean I have I have a full <laughs> library of. In fact, uh, tonight I'm uh, this week I'm launching um, Seamus Heaney's um, his last collection, which is a hundred poems chosen by his. Um, His family, their favorite poem. One of the great Irish poets. Yeah, Yeah. and And, and and
1: most Americans might not know that name, or
2: they may have some dim understanding of it. One of the great modern Irish poets. Yeah, and I mean, I'll be reading a poem called called The Cure at Troy, where he says, uh, he says, um, they say don't hope this side of the grave, but every now and then a well of hope springs up, and hope and history rhymes. Right. This idea of hope and history rhyming—that's a very powerful idea, actually. it's one that I'll be looking forward to reading that poem this evening to my uh, guests at the embassy.
1: So I want you to tell me what these five Irish phrases mean. Okay? I'm going to run these by you. Story. Story. Arden produced these for me. Does that, does that hey, how you
2: doing? Story. No, no, not, not familiar with that. I'm sorry.
1: Well done, Arden. Okay, <laughs> strike <laughs> one.
2: That's that S-T-O-R-Y. Yeah, Arden. Negatory. Uh,
1: Gobshite.
2: A gopshe is okay. Good, um, Arden, you got one. All right. Okay. Uh, good. I, I, I mean, I, a gobshite is an unpleasant person, an unpleasant person that you would dismiss, uh, you know, with a, with a, you know, So to Arden right way. now would be a borderline gobshite. <laughs> no, I'd never, I'd, I'd never <laughs> say that. Next one, the jacks. Uh, that is a, an Irish, uh, Hibernian Irish, Hibernian English phrase for, for the restroom, as you'd call it in America.
1: <laughs> the loo. as the Brits would say. Arse wise. I think I know what that means, but I want you to tell me. Uh, back to front. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can grapple with that. Donkey's years. Not ears. Donkey's
2: years. Many, many years. Okay. In other words, if I said you were donkey's years old, you wouldn't You'd be. You'd be correct. You wouldn't be happy with me. Sadly correct.
1: All right. Arden, you blew it on the first one, but the other Story. four are just fine. Shailing pile oh of God, garbage I- thank you mr president mr ambassador it's been a great pleasure thanks You're so welcome. much for being a great sport thank you very much arden go back to the books we'll <laughs> see you next week new episodes of the takeout are available friday mornings wherever you get your podcasts the takeout is produced by arden Farin, Katiana kratchenko jamie benson Sarah Cook and Ellie Watson. CBSN production by Alex Zuckerman, Eric Sussanen, and Grace Seegers. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Takeout Podcast. That's at Takeout Podcast. And for more, visit TakeoutPodcast.com. The Takeout is a production of CBS News Radio. If you like the takeout, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.
0: It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds, but none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist